I knew in the beginning I was different. Niggas told me slow down, I wouldn't listen. Put my foot on the gas and now I get it. I look back for my niggas and they was missing. I double back and went and got them, I won't leave them. Cause no nothing lasts forever, you gon' need What's up, guys? Uh, this is episode number seven on 9 11. Super frustrating when apps fuck up and uh, don't do their job. But uh, I'm re-recording this. I did it at 12 and the whole file got fucked up. And now I'm doing it all over again at 4 a.m. after fighting three hours trying to figure out how to get it on there. <laughs> so I'm going to do it. I said I was getting a podcast out regardless. But I'm going to fucking do it no matter what. Even though I go to sleep at 5 in the fucking morning, I'm going to get it done. Um, just because I need to be more consistent. You know, the podcast is uh, something I wanted to do for like years. And I just haven't been taking the time out necessary to do it. And uh, it's really like my baby. And it's been pretty cool because I actually have an audience, which is funny, man. I have people coming up to me uh, that they enjoy it. You know, when's the next episode? They like this about it. It provoked that thought. They laugh their ass off. Whatever it is that they get out of the podcast. So that's pretty cool. Um, Because I know I definitely get a lot out of podcasts when I listen to them. I'm more of a podcast guy listening to like relaxing music when I'm uh, headed to work. And stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, on 9-11, I watched uh, Mike Greenberg did a 60, an E-60 on 9-11 and the impact that uh, sports have on it. So it's crazy. Before we get into that, we're going to take a moment of silence for those that have fallen and perished um, due to the events that day. <clears throat> and um, we'll be back. All right, guys. So... Uh, yeah, man, 9-11 was crazy. Uh, as a guy that was born in New York, um, it hits you a little different when you're born in New York. I don't know what it was because it, it was a heart, man. That was our city. It's the capital in my eyes. Uh, it's not Washington, D.C. It's New York is the heart of the United States. Washington might be the capital, but New York is the heart. <clears throat> and if I sound tired, sorry, guys, because uh, this is the second podcast in a row that I'm doing after the first one failed me miserably. Um, it's crazy to watch the, you know, the George Bush, the George Bush pitch, how it was perfect, how nervous he was. He said that was the most nervous moment of his presidency, which is crazy, you know, compared to what that guy went through it as a president, uh, all politics aside and conspiracy theories aside, whatever you believe about 9-11, you know, because if you start talking to the wrong person about it, you know, they'll tell you the government did and this, all that shit aside, I'm talking about the casualties and the loss of life, not everything just cut the fat off of everything you know the bullshit that everybody likes to spew um what's up guys sorry about that break um yeah so i mean 9-11 is crazy especially uh if you think about the casualties uh the loss of life and then uh how it is affected you know <clears throat> like the tsa just turned 18 because of 9-11 tsa is around because 9-11 happened which is uh it's just wild you know and then uh, it's it's weird because people are like uh, you know never forget, but they kind of only they kind of fucking forget you know because Americans are so bored that they just fucking bitch about everything now. Now you know if a guy has a beard or a mohawk, or if someone has a different thought system than you or beliefs or whatever it is you know, <clears throat> uh, different fucking gender, different opinion on politics, different opinion on religious er, religion. Everybody uh, goes ape shit on each other, which is crazy. Like um you know my mom used to say boredom breeds stupidity. <clears throat> and it really does because sorry my throat is all fucked up uh after you could imagine talking again for an hour at four um but it's so fucking true boredom does breed stupidity because americans are so fucking bored with our freedom 
that they just decide to fucking get pissed off about the dumbest shit in the world, realizing it doesn't fucking matter. Life, your life, those people's life, 3,000 people went to sleep <clears throat> the night before, thinking the next time I'm going to go to work, I'm going to do my shit, I'm going to have dinner, I'm going to have lunch with Peter, Piper, Paul, you know, whoever the hell they're going to do. And then they're going to come home, you know, see their family or, or see their girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever it was, and everything was going to just another fucking day. No, I believe 9-11 was a Tuesday. Um, but they all had that normal thought and the fucking complete opposite happened. They never came home, you know, EMTs, uh, firefighters, uh, police officers, as you know, we really got to tip our hats to the, the servicemen of this world. Anybody that wears a uniform with a badge that gets up and helps to go around, you know, that's the people you call in the shit. You call police officers when you're in the shit, you call EMTs when you're fucking dying, you know, we got uh, the military as well, like, all these people that put on uniforms, they're not forced to do as civil servants, but, Jesus Christ, thank the Lord that they do, you know, because it gives you the right there to sit with your Cheeto fingers, as uh, Brendan Schaub would say, on a laptop and talk massive amounts of shit of how this country sucks, not realizing that you have the privilege to talk this shit because this country is so fucking amazing, and uh, I'm, you know, I love my country to the death with all her faults, with all her shit, with all her, you know, fucking skeletons under the carpet. I love her to the fault because this is where I was born. This is where I will die. And it's the best country in the world. You know, there's other fucking places where if you have an opinion, they cut your wrist off. They fucking stone you like, you know, women have no rights. Uh, I mean, there's countries where women are just getting the options to read and write, you know, fucking forget about it here as a woman. You could you can do everything. You know, it's uh, it's crazy that people forget that, you know, they just we get so bored with our Starbucks fucking, you know, uh, movie life and all this stuff that, uh, you know, going wherever we want, doing whatever we want, Uber Eats and all this other mixed up shit we have, you know, that uh, people forget to be grateful for what we fucking do have and realize that life can be lost and taken away and can change in a matter of seconds in the blink of an eye, just like that, everything can change. Um, so that's enough with that darkness, uh, just a shout out for everybody for 9-11, you know, and I know it definitely impacted me as a child, especially the athletes, you know, we had, man, me gr growing up in the 90s is, uh, I mean, it's the same way I guess people feel like with Bird and Magic, growing up with your athletes, you had the best of the best, you had guys that were fucking icons, you know, you, uh, I'm a gigantic baseball fan, it's my love, my first sport, uh, Derek Jeter, you had Ken Griffey Jr., you know, you had iconic players, uh, Kobe Bryant, Shaquille O'Neal in basketball, football. You know, you had iconic players that, um, you know, did the fucking smallest things to let you know that it, shit was going to be okay. You know, in times of, like, grief, sports really does become a distraction. And it's less of a let's watch and root and let's just fucking unplug for a few hours, especially after 9-11. It was crazy to show, <clears throat> to see how sports and uh how the little events that these athletes did you know them playing a game and tipping their hats to the real heroes you know the fdny um really just you know it's i mean to this day i still get watery right it's crazy you know i'm not a mets fan but i love the yankees but when mike Pot mike piazza hit that home run i remember that game as a kid you know in atlanta the mets hated each other they all said what's up they fucking hugged you know and as Chipper Jones was quoted in like an interview, he looked at Andrew Jones and neither one of them liked losing, but they were both okay with losing that game because what it meant for New York, you know, the United States was rooting for New York at that time. So it's, um, it's just crazy, you know, and, uh, rest in peace and, uh, to all the lives that were lost that day. So we'll get off of that. Sorry guys, I had to start off a little serious. I mean, 
<clears throat> but um other than that what's going on oh my god so let's talk about social media social media has really been annoying the shit out of me lately uh fucking people are trying way too hard to fucking be cool or be liked or be accepted or I, you know i i don't fucking even know what they're going through anymore to be honest and it's crazy because you see it and celebrities that will post shit that they have no belief in, but they know it's going to further their career or get them, you know, in uh, the right or the left's graces or, or anything like that. But when you start seeing your people you grew up with, it's crazy. Everything has become like a vibe, a level, a fucking this, a that, and et cetera. Whatever word is in now like that they can use to social peacock, you know, show their feathers, it's a vibe. Or Issa is not a fucking word, first of all. So let's stop saying that stupid shit fucking and if you think it's a word go fucking look in the dictionary you know what it's gonna be in the urban dictionary or some bullshit or something online but uh people are always fucking trying too hard for these like you know it's crazy like you know you'll go to a, a girl's page who's an artist and she'll have 56 likes on a fucking epic drawing and you go to another chick that has no fucking talents but she has her ass and tits out with a little smile and then they put some fucking quote on the bottom you know like if the world had left anger it'd be a beautiful place like why are you putting a deep ass quote with your fucking bullshit fucking porn that you're putting on there basically because you're just showing your body for likes that's the only reason people like you or want to talk to you is because they're trying to bang you Nobody gives a shit about what's on your mind, you know, like it's uh, they all think they're Kim Kardashian, which is which is crazy because Kim Kardashian's not dumb. She built a fucking billion dollar empire with, uh, you know, she started off with her body, but now it's her fucking brains that, you know, you could like or hate the Kardashians, but they're fucking geniuses when it comes to financial shit. But it's weird, you know, and then guys out here, you know, they got to fucking post cash and guns and fucking tattoos and necklaces and they don't fucking do anything with that like it's uh it's fucking weird you know like i have friends i have one i have many friends that have all those things in one but they're fucking rappers or reggaeton artists shout out to my dude bands you know coming up watch them out i don't know if you listen to reggaeton but you should check it out for sure um there's fucking art there's their artist and it's a part of their stilo because it's what the hood fucking showed you if you didn't grow up in the hood then you're gonna have no understanding of what the hell these people are showing or talking about <laughs> If you grew up in the suburbs or, you know, you, you don't listen to rap music or you're, you know, like the people that listen to four country songs and all of a sudden buy cowboy boots, a lifted truck and flannel shirts. Fucking people need to stop trying so hard. They just need to be themselves and uh, and be original. You know, fucking everyone else is second. Be yourself. Try it out for a little bit. You might enjoy it. And stop fucking trying to accept, like you know, like be accepted by everyone or liked by everybody. Uh, you know, there's fucking people not going to like you, bro. Well, no matter what, no matter how fucking hard you try, there's people that you're not just going to jive with. And it's fine, like different strokes for different folks, bro. So, I mean, that's just one thing that's like, it, it's, it's really weird because uh, we were raised, like I was raised on, <clears throat> you know, like fucking... Uh, Mad TV, The Chappelle Show, fucking South Park, The Simpsons, The Beginning of Family Guy, like all these shits that were real, you know, Bernie Mac, Bernie Mac and Patrice O'Neill. if you've never heard their shit, you need to look them up, they're two of the best comics ever, and if you're not deep into comedy, you probably don't know who they are, uh, especially Patrice, who was like amazing, he was a killer, you know, he died unfortunately, but um, from diabetes, 
but uh, you got to watch these dudes. And, and Bernie Mac show, what made it so amazing on UPN was <laughs> he was he would give like fucking hood thoughts to like white America that they'd never seen. And it was a mainstream show, which is crazy. It wasn't like uh, Family Matters and these fucking families that were black or Hispanic that tried to act fucking white and do shit the white way. He was like, I don't know about you, America, but I whipped their ass, you know, and a uh, little bit of a tangent, but just old school thoughts of like uh this is who me this is who i am and this is how i rock that's what it is you know it's it uh that shit doesn't exist anymore now it's like uh if this guy's doing better than you or this girl's doing better than you fuck them they're a hater you know they got lucky they fucked somebody they stole something they did some bullshit look bro there's fucking people that hustle out there you know <clears throat> and uh david goggins if you don't know who he is look him up he's amazing on instagram fucking crazy and his catchphrase is stay hard He's amazing because he's like, you know, he put out a video, you know, when you're pushing hard and you're, you say you're hustling and shit. And he's like, but then you look in the mirror, he goes, are you fucking really hustling? Like deep down, are you hustling? Are you really pushing as hard as you can? And I've been guilty of this shit too, where I go, man, I'm hustling out here, but I'm fucking not. I still got 20% left. I'm not doing shit. You know, it's, um, it's fucking weird. Um, especially for, uh. I mean, when you got more left in the tank and you don't unload it, like, we're not going to be young forever. We're not going to have this life forever. So it's crazy. You can always push harder. You can always uplift more. And then going from the social media thing is even funnier because I have, uh, I was thinking about this the other day, you know, like, if you have, if you know somebody or grew up with somebody or something where they have a business uh, in need of something that you do, I wonder how come people don't uplift it. Like, even this podcast that, uh, the randomest people listen to it that I would have never thought listen to it come up to me and will be like, hey, dude, good episode or like I heard this or when's the next episode, which is why I'm going to be more consistent and put out at least one a week, maybe two. Um, it's uh, it's none of the people I would expect to listen to it and, and give me, you know, their feedback on it. Those the people that are close to me, not fucking one of them has heard it, which is crazy. Besides my girlfriend and my mother and maybe two friends. But the other people were like you know, they're mechanics or they're fucking tattoo artists or what they cook food or they clean houses or they clean cars or they have a jewelry company, any type of business like that, you know, you shoot, I would go to them, but other people don't think like that. Other people are like, you know, why would I line his pockets when uh, I have my pockets empty and I need my pockets, you know, I'd rather go pay fucking Sears or a Walmart or some shit than go to my friend's farm where I know they sell fruit and I know where the fruit and vegetables come from type of shit, you know, like, if you have a friend that cleans, like, that's the person that's going to clean your crib, if you have a person that, uh, you know, that cooks food, which I have friends that do too, uh, my friend JLo has a cleaning company, and my friend Yessie has a food prep company, and when I don't feel like food prepping, I'm going to her, I'm going to fucking help her out, because I grew up with the person, and I know them, and I have, you know, if I need my house cleaned, and I don't feel like cleaning, I'm going to JLo, you know, if I fucking want to listen to music or something new or whatever, I'm going to listen to my boy Bands because he's a fucking artist. And I'm going to listen to him and maybe give him my feedback. And maybe it's worth something. Maybe it's worth nothing. But you're still supporting the people that you know personally, not a corporation. And it's weird to me because, you know, I have friend, many of my friends are mechanics. And I fucking always shoot business over to my boy Robert uh, whenever somebody tells me they need something fixed or something on the, on the weekend. Because I know he likes to fucking work on his days off and, uh, and make extra cheddar. <clears throat> but a lot of people don't think like that it's fucking i don't know it's weird it's like the me thing like you know and, and it's funny because like you get the me thing from playing sports but if you don't play sports um it's cool to be conceited and fucking into yourself at all but you know one day you're gonna need a hand from somebody 
which you know this also ties into like something else i was talking to one of my buddies about and then my friend george uh, was posting about this shit online he said you know be weary of the people that don't clap for your victories so that's fucking that's crazy because like there's i know people i know groups of people where they're close but if one of them is winning the other ones are not clapping and that's weird as fuck because i've had the same fucking three three best friends you know robert g and and jose for my my whole adult life at least from 10 years old and up i've known all of them especially g from 11 years old we've been boys you know and uh i've clapped for every one of their victories and i you know i assume they've clapped for every one of mine and you fucking take their losses like it's your loss but it's fucking weird man because everything has become like an emoji you know like everything has become like a uh, fucking i don't know man you your conversations went from having juice boxes together to like walking together to movie you know movies together to bus rides to cars and then fucking life gets in the way you know and everybody always makes this fucking excuse you know my boy debo always says this uh baldwin one of the fucking hungriest motherfuckers i know he's a lion i feed off of his motivation a lot uh shout out debo my boy killing it he's back uh from his injury fucked up his knee but he's back now um back to killing it and uh it's gonna be a leo soon just murdering the game but um uh you 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 just you gotta fucking push so hard where you're never satisfied but at the same time um know how to like uh i don't know fucking enjoy things be happy for others uh do just bro it's weird it's like you gotta be a wolf but also care about everyone and then, you know, the, the thing about, like, life, I fucking mixed up everything. I've said what I wanted to say. Whatever. Um, there's always time for everything if it's important to you, basically. And me and him talked about this. Like, we were real close when I lived in Boston, and now I live over here. And even though we don't talk a lot, there's always substance to our conversations. You know, you don't have to talk every single day or fucking every single minute or whatever like that. You could talk fucking once a month, you know, but you check up on each other, you catch up, you you find out what's going on with them. You know, you console, you fucking vent, you do all this stuff. And it's uh, it's just something that people don't do anymore, which is, you know, everything's in a, a fucking emoji. And uh, I'm guilty of this, too. There's people that I used to be very close with and I'm not close with them anymore. And when they send me something, it's just an emoji response, you know, because we're not on the same energy wavelengths and fucking energy is weird dude because i fuck my mom used to talk about it when i was a kid and i thought it was horse shit to the 10th power and i just got an older you know fucking mom was always right which is crazy um you'll you'll realize that even the people you're 100 percent close with you have completely changed from what you used to be all the things you had in common now there's fewer and fewer and 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 you know like You'll have friends that are fucking, this, it's the 90-10 ratio. 90% of humans are fine just being in the in the coast lane, knowing that they can pay their bills and, and get go to Disney once a year and do the, the fucking inane shit. But very few people are like, what else is there, you know? And it, it doesn't have to be financially. I mean, if you want a Ferrari and you that's your fucking goal, chase a Ferrari. If you want to be jacked, fucking tanned and juicy, then fucking do that. You know, GTL it all the way. But if you want to... I don't know, know yourself, know what you don't like, know what your fucking past struggles, uh, how they affected you now, you know, um, especially for me, like I learned a lot of shit that I went through growing up 
um, in the streets, you know, because everybody likes to use the fucking shit of not having a dad as an excuse and have daddy issues. Look, bro, I don't, I don't fucking, I don't know my dad. I'm, I'm, I've met the guy twice. I'm not close with him. I don't have fucking daddy issues. My mom was good enough that I didn't need a mom and a dad. I didn't need a dad uh, in there. Mom was fucking enough, and and that's all I needed. But not every, you know, fucking some dudes are soft, you know, like my mom. <laughs> It's a funny story uh we were like i was like seven and my brother must have been 10 and if you've listened to past podcasts my brother was uh mentally ill uh, he had his handicap cerebral palsy and mental retardation and i did something wrong and the way my mom raised us as twins she used to dress us the same but she also would hit us if he did something or i did something she would spank both of us so she did this at a party and some lady was like oh you know you shouldn't discipline your kids in public you know, it's uh, it could affect them and shit. And my mom goes, you know, I'm raising, I'm raising warriors. I'll leave the pussies for you. It's a fucking true story, dude. She looked at this lady dead in the eye, didn't miss a beat. You know, I'm raising warriors. You could raise the pussies. <clears throat> she used another word, but I'm not going to use that word. Just say pussies. <laughs> so it's crazy. <clears throat> Jesus Christ. It's crazy when you think of that method. Um, Man, I'm losing my train of thought. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I completely lost my train of thought. I'm fucking up because this, like I said, this is my second podcast of the night, which is aggravating as fuck that the app is fucking up. <clears throat> but anyways, I fucking completely lost my train of thought. And I really can't go back and listen to it right now without stopping the recording. So sorry about that, guys. Uh, I'll edit it and listen to it and see uh, what I was talking about. <laughs> but it was basically just, uh, you know, you and the people you're real close to change and uh, you have to adapt and become you know different and they'll adapt and become different and fight their struggles that they fight and you'll fight yours and you'll be different people and hopefully you're still close you know but i'm not as close with everybody as i used to be uh you know certain things in this life change you and it's not anything that the people did it's just shit that happens to you you know uh when my brother passed i changed completely i detached from uh everyone you know girlfriend at the time friends mother you know i shut everybody out uh and only now am i you know finding answers and and things that i search for of uh you know uh why that happened because it's a bitch you know to simplify it for you for you guys in the simplest way um i was in boston when my brother was real sick i went to go see him he got better in the 10 days that i was down here so i prayed i fucking did everything i could to help him uh you know i i pushed for it they wanted to put him in hospice i was like absolutely not you know, and he got fucking way better in the 10 days I was down here. You know, I spent every day in the hospital with him and he got way better. And then I left to Boston. I went back to work and, uh, you know, a few months later, he fucking succumbed to his illnesses, you know, um, which was, which is crazy because what he had was a uh, fucking God. Oh, my God. I can't believe I can't remember the name of it. <clears throat> Basically. So what he had was a uh, pneumonia. Oh, excuse I mean, it's going to suck if you're listening to this with headphones. So basically, I had pneumonia. So uh, in my mind, I could have saved him as a brother. But then me going back home or to Boston, I lost that battle. So it's a bitch to go, oh, man, I went up against God, wanted his angel back, and then I lost. And then you got to deal with the whole after effects, you know, that, uh, you know, my he was my mother's world. I was always more my mom's partner. The loves were completely different. He depended on my mom. I did not. Um, so it's just crazy shit, man. You got to pick up the pieces and, and adapt and, you know, uh, lose the house. And then, you know, my mom couldn't, uh, she couldn't deal with his ashes anymore. He was cremated as all of us want to get cremated, you know. And then when the last one of us dies, uh, 
get thrown all together somewhere in the ocean, you know, to be free. He loved the ocean. And it's crazy because I still have his ashes next to my bed. I mean, today's a real fucking sad episode. Jesus Christ. Uh, I promise it will get more positive when we get into sports, maybe. Um, his ashes are still next to my bed, you know. We shared a room up until the age of 17. Uh, shared a bed uh, for most of those years as well. Because he couldn't sleep by himself, so I would sleep with him. And he's still right here next to me in my bed when I go to sleep. Still have his picture and stuff like that. And it's weird because it's like a fucking form of PTSD that like fucks you up. Because you have a million good memories with this person. But if you fucking, if your last memories are seeing them in a casket, you know, or seeing them in a hospital bed where they're not what they were, it fucking stays with you no matter what. You know, it, the memories that should stay with me, which are the like me and him driving around, the sun reflecting off his hate. He had these gold, yellow, hazel fucking eyes. And they're still the most beautiful eyes that I've seen. Actually, <clears throat> this I've always thought this was funny. My two best friends, um, G and Jose, have the same type of eyes that my brother has. They're not as golden, but they have the same type of eyes, which is funny that my two best friends would have eyes just like my brother, when my brother was my hero. I'm not saying either one of these guys is my hero, so they don't get their fucking heads blown up and then call me and be like, hey, I fucking heard the episode, uh, you fucking snowflake. But it's funny that um, <clears throat> they have similar eyes to what Miguel had. Um, but yeah, man, it, it fucks you up because uh, no matter what, instead of having those memories, the first things that pop up are him with tubes and fucking, you know, 85 pounds and all this shit, you know, and, uh, you know, Dealing, seeing my mom, my mom literally got sick and got a fucking form of pneumonia. She was in the hospital so long with him, eight months. So it's fucking hard, man. You know, the, the fucking relationship with my girl, with my ex, you know, just fucking fell apart. Like, everything falls apart, dude. Uh, quick, man. It's uh, it's crazy. I mean, it, it really is. And it fucks you up, you know. And it's, uh, it's I mean, <clears throat> so hopefully it could help somebody out there. This is shit. This is things of substance. I'm more into how deep the ocean is, not how pretty the surface looks type of guy. Because, like, you know, everybody wants to fucking talk. Everybody's selling you on whatever they are. You know, if they're fucking in the gym or they're fucking selling cars or whatever they're doing, they're trying to sell you uh, to like them or, you know. But once you get to that, I've, I mean, the one thing my mom raised me, I you know, it's it's funny. If she listens to this podcast, she's going to toot her own horn. But um, everything she fucking told me when I was young is fucking become true. Mothers have this vision that is insane. Um, and as you get older, it's, it's, it's fucking nuts. Cause you realize, God damn it. My mom was right. Everything. And the biggest thing I always tell my mom, I said, she said, I, you'll, you'll tell me I'm right. And I'm like, I won't tell you you're right till the day you die. When the day you die, I'll look up and I'll be like, you're fucking right. And then, you know, I'll see a cloud that smiled or something like that. But they're, they're always right, man. They really are. Um, and she's always told me, you know, uh, when it came to fighting or when it came to women and uh, whatever it was not to. You know, women are going to try to control you. Don't get controlled by this. They only want to control you with one thing, you know, their vagina. And I'm like, all right, mom, it's okay. When I was like fucking 15 years old and I was like, all right, I'm not going to get controlled like that. And a lot of my boys were getting sucked in and having kids and fucking up young. I never made those mistakes. I already knew where the landmines were. I was already raised by a Jedi. You know, you're being raised by a woman with fucking so many years of experience. You're not going to get hustled by a girl with no experience, no matter what they have and what they shove in your face. And then the thing about the opinions, you know, she used to tell she used to tell me all the time. She said, you know, you know, people are going to like you. They're not. And you could tell in the first five minutes if you're going to like them or you're not. And it's become even truer the older I've gotten. You know, uh, I'm like a shot of tequila. You like me or you spit me out. Uh, but other than that, we know in the first five minutes where we stand. And I'm going to hold more respect for you. If you have the balls to tell me you don't like me, then act like you like me and talk shit behind my back. 
because that's this generation that we live in the social media generation you know where everybody's your friend but nobody's your fucking friend they just want to know what you're doing and what you're going through and what your life is and shit but they don't really give a fuck you know about your trials and tribulations and struggle so anyways we're gonna move on to fucking relationship advice my boy david was asking me about this and he was asking me what makes uh me and my my current girlfriend good you know and it's not to dog my ex or nothing like that. Like, that was a good relationship. It was less than... I don't believe any relationships are a waste of time. Because if you if you were present at them, you learned something. Like, I learned a lot from my ex. I learned what I wanted to do, what I didn't want to do, what works, what doesn't work. You know, what to do during arguments, what to let go. You know, uh, in the past, every argument, I would die on that hill just to fucking win. It's fucking not like that, dude. Honestly, uh, the best, what works for me now is I, I mean, I don't have any arguments with my new girl, but if we did, I'm not going to die on that hill. You know, if she wants to watch this show and I fucking don't feel like watching, I'm going to watch it cause I'm with her, you know, once or twice. I'm not going to do that for 30 years cause I'm no way in hell. A yes, man. But, um, you know, sometimes you fucking just got to give in, bro. It's a, it's, it's the person you're with, not what, what you're doing necessarily, you know? <clears throat> um, you know, if you're, I've been fucking, you know, after my brother passed, I was in deep depression, and I spent a lot of time with my boy Shad, uh, sitting at the beach, fucking depressed, just sitting there, you know, not saying shit, looking at the waves, just fucking, you know, going through the motions, then going through a breakup at the same time, all this other shit. So I was telling my friend David, you know, uh, one relationship can be twenty-five foot waves in a ten-foot boat, and the girl will get mad at you <clears throat> about the waves being big and you not fucking being able to control them and then the other one you could have beautiful weather and your girl will turn to you and be like oh we're lucky that the weather's nice and that's pretty much the difference between a relationship that's for you or not for you maybe you believe in marriage with one and maybe you it's uh maybe you don't believe in marriage with one and then you go with the other one and you realize you just didn't want to be married to that one <laughs> so it's funny i mean, i've had uh, I, I mean i've said seen stories where that happens you know where a guy's in a relationship five ten years and nothing and then he gets married to the next girl in fucking six months because the other girl just wasn't the right girl bro and you know it's factual shit happens all the time so i always tell you know uh, i was telling my friend david just fucking um just start off as friends and go from there bro but as humans our minds go right away to marriage and fucking kids and living together and all these imaginary memories that your mind will create you know this fucking uh, walk to remember notebook type of shit and that's not really how it is you just gotta i mean i fell into this relationship and it's it's been a blessing you know my girl gives me no stress she's actually my peace which is crazy because i'm you know i'm a dude that's always at 10 i'm very extremist so it's either fucking all in or zero and now i wear new hats you know now i'm fucking a dad because the you know her kids dad is not present so i'm a dad and all this other shit and then that's really strong too because this little fucking kid this little seven-year-old boy like looks up to you like captain america who's ironically my favorite hero and now you're a role model <laughs> which is fucking hilarious because you're like i'm still getting shit together but now i'm a role model and i have this little kid that's copying everything i do my mannerisms the way i stand the way i talk so then you got to watch the way you talk but it's kind of cool at the same time because they're downloading all the information that you do and you're getting to teach them rules and fucking regulations and how a man should be not this new age fucking stay at home dads that uh you know man don't even get me started on the fucking man bun hipster fucking thong sandal wearing dudes because it's just annoying as fuck i mean dudes that do duck lips and shit this is going to take me on a whole bill burr rant but it's going to annoy the shit out of me (laughs) 
this new age of man that is so fucking uh, soft, just fucking soft. It, it's it's uh, it's crazy, man. Just because uh, you know, like the the equality movement happened, and you know, we're here, we're women. Excuse me, we're here, we're women. We're catching up. Takes nothing from you, women. Uh, um, have always been smarter than men, in my opinion. Sorry, whether whether guys are gonna agree with that or not. Um, <laughs> here's another uh, contra- here's another like uh, fucking unpopular belief. If people want to fight with me, uh, there's no way that God is a man, cause God is fucking. If God were a man, think of how men are. It had to be a woman. So you guys can fight with me that <laughs> with later. In my opinion, it's just a guess. Could be two gods. Could be a man and a woman. But whatever. <clears throat> you guys could uh, argue with me or message me if uh, you have <laughs> any strong views on it. Because, uh, you know, now in this outrage culture, that's what you do. You go to Twitter or DM and say, fuck this guy. Because um, you don't agree with what the fuck he says. So, I mean, um, it's, it's dudes have just gotten super soft, man. You know, like, I think it's vital. I was talking to with a gentleman at work. And I think it's he doesn't know how to defend himself with his hands. So, I said, I think it's extremely important that just in the case you're ever in confrontation, you are able to defend yourself with your hands. You're not always going to have your gun on you. The gun shit is cute, you know, if uh, when you watch fucking movies and you're like, yeah, the dude comes at me and then I fucking kick him and then I shoot him four times. That's ah, fucking movies, dude, and it's horseshit. That's not how life works. It's a lot quicker than that. It's a split, the section of, uh, split second decision. And if you uh, are ever in that point, you know, you're fucking at the park with your kids or some shit like that. You don't have your gun at the park, you know. You need to be able to fight, take somebody down. If it's jujitsu, wrestling, whatever it was. I did all that um, for a few years. <clears throat> I suck at fucking jujitsu. I would like to get back into it. I did a little bit of wrestling, looking at getting back into that. And did boxing as I was growing up, and I'm back into it. So it's, uh, some, it's important. You know, your hands are unlimited uh, ammo, and you can throw them whenever the fuck you want if you have to. Not going around punching people for no reason or being a dick, you know, or a bully. Um, but I did like to pick on bullies when I was in school. That was a funny trait of mine. Anyways, we're going to get into sports talk for my sports nerds. So uh, Antonio Brown is fucking crazy. So the dude causes a bunch of turmoil, uh, fucking ruins relationships in Pittsburgh, Gets traded from there to Oakland. Gets John Gruden, the fucking Raiders, the nation. Everybody's in love with them. Uh, the dude fucking forces a trade out of there. Falls apart because uh, they wanted to find him. So he's like, fuck them. He puts up a whole video about getting released and how happy he was. Uh, I think the guy's having a nervous fucking breakdown, bro. And like my boy said, he's making young black men with money look horrible. Because it just it's reinforcing old things of like you can't give money to young black men because they don't know how to act. And they just, you know, all this other shit. Um, <clears throat> I'm not a young black man, I'm a young mixed man, so I don't know exactly how that is because my skin isn't 100% black, I'm tanned. So, uh, the way my boy talked to me and explained about it, it was absolutely true, you know, because they just see uh, black athletes as a product, as cattle, not as a person, just fucked up. You know, the white guy is a smart guy, you know, the black player, he's athletic, shit like that. When my friend said this to me, you know, it's absolutely true. <clears throat> um, and like he said, you know, he's like, just because you don't see it like that, because you're not a fucking racist, doesn't mean that, you know, some of these owners or fans around the world don't see it like that, because they are racist. And, um, you know, I can't say that it's fucking wrong, because if you see the way people act uh, towards football players and the shit that gets said to them, or any athletes, you know, uh, even when they told LeBron to shut up and dribble. So uh, give me a second, guys. 
Ooh, all right guys sorry about that i'm back i uh, had to get out some hog and dodge that i dispatched of earlier but anyways going back to the ab thing it's crazy because um some sexual allegations came out against him i'm not even gonna touch that because fucking with the me too movement um a lot of those dudes were guilty as fuck but then a lot of it was like shit that people did 30 years ago like i saw his ass when we were in fourth grade he's a rapist uh so Innocent until proven guilty. I'm not even going to touch that. But anyways, AB's in New England now, which is crazy because the juggernauts get another piece uh, and hopefully they can fucking uh, control them and he can veer his life back into some fucking normalcy uh, or get out of his crazy head. I don't know what the fuck's going on with the guy, honestly. So it's, you know, hope, I hope for him he can uh, <clears throat> he can revamp his career and ball out and you know I'm, it's a uh, fucking depressing that he ruined relationships with the Steelers and Big Ben and stuff like that you know but life is what it is anyways going on to UFC MMA my boy Dustin Poirier uh the diamond one of my favorite fighters uh fucking lost dude he lost in the third round by choke guillotine to Khabib Nurmagomedov, I can't even fucking hate on Khabib, the guy's a family guy, he does everything fucking correct, you know, he's a loving husband, father, fucking son, uh, he's probably the biggest Muslim star in the world, I can't even hate on the guy, you know, I didn't want him to win, I think if Dustin, I think if Dustin would have listened more to his coach, or uh, stayed in the center of the octagon, avoided the cage, and uh, getting taken down, I think he could have knocked him out, you know, but Khabib takes everybody down, so I can't fault either guy, uh, Dustin will definitely be back. If he fights McGregor, he's knocking him the fuck out. I'll tell you that. <clears throat> but, um, these things happen and it's the fight game and Dustin, the diamond will be back. So congratulations to Khabib and, um, fucking, uh, let's see what he does. Also going back to Antonio Brown thing. It's crazy because he wants all this money and a lot of the receivers want this money and, uh, they deserve it. But the number one receiver has translated in the last 20 years to zero Super Bowl championships. Even the year that the Patriots had Randy Moss and were out of hand, fucking scoring all these touchdowns, breaking all these records, they did not win the Super Bowl. So in the last 20 years, I think they're fucking 0 for 20. I know for a fact they're 0 for 19, having the number one receiver. Um, I think even the even the year the Colts won, Marvin Harrison really didn't fucking do shit. That was the year the defense kind of stepped up and helped out. So... I mean, even, uh, it's just the, the number one receiver doesn't translate to championships, man. The Patriots go into fucking market basket, which is like, you know, Publix in, uh, in Boston and, uh, fucking grab the guy gross, uh, you know, bag in fucking groceries and turn him into a slot king. You know, it's about teamwork. It's about the system. It's about coaching. It's about discipline and all these other things. So hopefully, uh, Josh Gordon can stay out of trouble uh, mentally, uh, not fuck himself, be good, and uh, dude will kill it this year. And then you throw A.B. in there and Julian Edelman, who's probably the best slot receiver in the NFL, and it should be entertaining as fuck to see. I mean, uh, I'm not a fucking Patriots fan. I'm an Eagles fan. Our, my birds won, so fly, Eagles, fly. But, damn it, we're never going to see greatness like this again. So as long as it lasts, it's, uh, it's going to be amazing. You know, I really can't complain about it at all. Um, so this is a funny ass subject that me and my boys are talking about. They were asking me about my pet peeves. So this is, <laughs> it's pretty random, but it's like, uh, fucking dudes that try to look like a certain era, like, you know, like a 20 year old dude that's trying hard to be like a surfer dude or dude, uh, if you don't fucking surf, why are you trying to look like a surf dude? Or if you don't fucking listen to Slayer, why the fuck are you trying to look like a metalhead? 
You know, it's like it's like fucking people that listen to three country songs, three Luke Bryan songs or Blake Shelton songs, and they go buy a flannel shirt, cowboy's hat, and a fucking lifted truck, and they're like, dude, I'm country as fuck. And it's like, where are you from, dude? It's from Hialeah. They've never been on a farm. They have no desire of ever owning a farm. At least if you want to own it or do something like that, then, then I can understand some bit. But uh, if you don't want to fucking do none of that, like, stop fucking trying so hard. I mean, people, this goes back to earlier of people trying so hard. Um, fucking dudes that take more care of their hair, that metrosexual fucking hair thing, than their chick. Like, if your chick's ready and she's waiting 30 minutes for your ass to get ready, dude, you suck. Fucking stop it. Shave your head. Go do some push-ups. Go get a punching bag and fucking man it up a little bit. Your test has dropped to levels of extreme lowness and it's now creeping in your uh creeping up your estrogen so that's another one that was funny dudes that do duck lips holy shit i've been seeing dudes that do duck lips at the fucking gym this is absurd okay you're taking a selfie at the gym bad enough <clears throat> especially if you don't fucking look like arnold schwarzenegger all right maybe you're taking progress pictures of how you started and how you look that's cool because i'm a fucking fat ass i weigh 350 pounds i respect the fat dude that's going to the gym and trying to hustle i respect the skinny dude that's eating like a fucking house trying to gain weight you know there's uh, it's not about judging people because i got judged a lot of time growing up i get judged by the way i look i look like a fucking delinquent i have a beard i had gauges i still have gauges they're just smaller now um, I always got, so I don't judge on that, but, uh, fucking dudes doing duck lips, dude, this is out of hand, like, when you're, it's like the fucking model face that chicks do, like, when, when they pose for a model and they don't do anything, like, for a picture, they don't do anything, they just leave their mouth half open, like, they're trying to breathe or some shit, it's extremely weird and awkward, I don't, I don't understand it at all, it's beyond me, uh, and dudes need to stop doing duck lips and, like, that fucking Zoolander look when they take pictures, stop fucking trying so hard, dude, nobody cares. All right, man, just fucking uh, chill out. <clears throat> and other randomness, have you guys seen Dave Chappelle's new special? I'll wait. All right, the answer is no. All right, this is why you should watch it. It's called Sticks and Stones. Uh, if you're fucking sensitive or snowflakeish, this dude is going to offend you a thousand percent. And you're still going to laugh if you're a tranny, an Asian, a black person. He goes after everybody. Everybody gets it. And it's fucking amazing and perfect. Chappelle's probably the best of our time, even though I'm a Bill Burr fan. <clears throat> and I need to watch his new special called Paper Tiger. I'll be doing that tomorrow after I watch the Buccaneers uh, get thrashed by the fucking Panthers. So that's going to be amazing. But, dude, Chappelle's on a fucking other level, I swear to God. I love, like, I used to like Vice a lot. Vice wrote an article saying that you can skip Dave Chappelle's uh, fucking special. You remember when Vice was relevant like three or four years ago? They were fucking amazing. They were showing like real shit, not fucking uh, putting their opinions in anything. And now they fucking just suck chode hardcore. I don't know what the fuck happened to them. I know something happened with their owner in the Me Too movement or, or some sexual harassment shit came out. But fucking A, that, that uh, company sucks dick, man. And they used to be so good. But for them to write a stupid article like that, it's fucking clickbaity as shit. And it's, uh, it's fucking sad. It's um, it's depressing. Anyways, Tyson Fury's fighting this weekend, which is going to be epic. I like watching that big fucker fight. He brings nothing but positivity. He's a ball of fucking awesomeness, especially where he came from. And he coming back, bro, against Deontay Wilder. That's a crazy, bro. He fucking guy got knocked out for death and, uh, and was able to come back. Cowboy's fighting this weekend, too. Justin Gaethje, that's a dangerous fight. Cowboy might get slept, and he's my favorite MMA fighter besides GSP. So, um, it should be super exciting and fun, but, um, anyways, uh, anyways, uh, it's crazy, uh, that's gonna be a crazy fight, uh, sorry, I'm fucking out of it, cause it's five in the morning and I should be sleeping, but I said I was gonna get a podcast out, and even though the fucking equipment fucked up, I'm recording another one, should be playing MOB and going to sleep, uh, 
Um, but yeah, I, there's a man. I think it was an article or something like that. I'm gonna try to find it when we talk about it in the, in the next episode. But uh, you know, doing this on September 11th, there's a dude that wrote something saying I missed September 12th, and what it said was. On September 12th, there were no religions. There, were, I'm paraphrasing, obviously. There were no religions. There were no colors. There were no ethnicities. There were no uh, differences, sexualities. Everybody was just American. I 100% agree with that. But at the same time, we're all humans. But I do miss September 12th, where everybody was walking around with an American flag and they loved our fucking country with all its faults, fuck ups, mistakes everything and they knew why it was all good at the same time while we were the luckiest motherfuckers to live in this country and man i with this fucking culture now you know uh, everybody hates trump but if if you cut through all the bullshit at least fucking i'm proud to be an american regardless of who's president um as long as it's not fucking hillary clinton i'm good at least at least fucking donald trump gives a shit about our american troops and the military and uh the police and uh you know, the civil servants, something that fucking Obama didn't, you know, and I'm not a fucking big politic guy. I know, I know a good amount, but I, at the same time, I'm not balls deep in it. I'm not a lawyer, <clears throat> but it's, uh, it's very interesting to see the difference of like, if you wear a MAGA hat, everybody hates you. And then these fucking people that hate you, they, they just, they're nerds fucking for that are, that have big, big mouths on the, on the internet, but, uh, they see you in person, they don't say shit. Cause it's a 70 pound dude talking shit with a fucking, you know, uh, feminism shirt, hat or something, uh, feminism shirt, not hat, what the fuck am I talking about, I'm already exhausted, my fucking voice is gone and I'm super tired, <laughs> I'm just trying to get this baby to 50 minutes, I watched Avengers Endgame again today for the ninth time, my buddy Mike has it on Blu-ray, and the whole movie sucks except the fight scene, sorry guys, that movie's extremely overrated, and, uh, when Avatar 2 comes out, it's going to fucking crush it. I hope you guys are aware of that. Um, anyways, I think that's it for me, guys. I'm uh, exhausted. So you're getting 10 minutes less than what you would have gotten. But uh, Uncensored Beard out. I love everybody. And uh, no bad days. No bad days. Peace out, guys.